Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be Trust Your Feelings. Well, I've got an email here from a woman. She's 54 years old. She's a lifetime fitness fanatic. She says she's been working out since she was in high school. And just this past year, she recently retired from a job working in school administration so she could fulfill her passions full time. And so she's been following my work. She just now started to read my book, she says, but she's been watching a lot of my videos and she says it's really changed her life. And one of the things that she really struggles with is that when she goes out with guys, most of the time she doesn't feel any kind of chemistry, but she thinks, well, maybe I'll give him a second date and maybe things will change, maybe things will develop. So she feels guilty when she doesn't feel anything on the first date and the guy calls and wants to go out on a second date but every time she's gone out at a second, even sometimes a third date, when she didn't feel it on the first date, it doesn't really go anywhere. But she struggles with the fact that she feels guilty because obviously she's got everybody around her going, oh, we just give the guy a chance, see what happens. The problem is nothing really happens. And this is something that all of us have to deal with on some level when we meet somebody or we go out on dates is being able to remain objective, especially when your emotions get involved. So I have a quote that I wrote on this topic and I'm gonna go through her email. The quote says, learning to trust your heart, curiosity, and intuition is not something that is usually encouraged or valued in Western societies. Our soul speaks to us through our feelings. Feelings are the language of our souls. Our feelings are our truth and should not be ignored. For centuries, battlefield soldiers have learned to pay attention to and trust their sudden feelings of danger right before they are attacked to help them escape harm. However, while you should learn to trust your intuition and feelings, you should also make sure you use your logical mind to remain objective so you can see people and situations for what they really are instead of the way you wish them to be, especially when it comes to romantic love. It's definitely something, so the idea is to let your heart lead, to trust your gut, to trust your intuition. But like when you look at things like advertising, any kind of advertising that you watch is designed to elicit an emotional response internally. Because people in the advertising industry over 100 years ago figured out that if you can get people's emotions engaged, they then associate positive emotions and feelings with that particular product that they're trying to sell. And then people use logic and reason to talk themselves into buying. So the idea is when you meet somebody and you feel an attraction, you feel that chemistry there, trust it. Explore it, but don't let it blind you to the point where you just rush headlong. And as I was sitting here going through her email, it reminded me of a woman I dated a couple years ago. And this particular gal was long distance. And I remember the first time we got together, she came to my hotel because I flew into her city. We've been talking, we talked for I guess about three, four weeks before we actually met in person. And I remember when I opened the door and she walked in to my hotel room the first time. I just I remember this impression, just something internally, and I ignored it at the time because we had such a a great connection on so many levels. But something internally just said, "I was ain't gonna last long term." It was just 
It was just a fleeting intuition that popped in there and I was like, no, no, it'll be all right. But the funny thing was six months, a year down the road, I realized that was really right. My sh- That feeling that I got with the first time we were together physically in person, should have listened to it. But had I listened to that, I would have missed out on a lot of great memories. But at the end of the day, it's just interesting when you, it's like the same thing when you go for a job interview and you have, because a lot of times maybe you get a, an offer from somebody to hire you and it's better pay, but something doesn't feel right. It feels kind of off. And then there's another job that you really like, but the pay isn't so great, but it's really where you want to be and you feel good there. And then later on, you, you end up taking the job that pays more because it will make sense. And then you're there for a month or two and you're like, this sucks. I should have taken the other job. That's happened to me as well in those situations. So it's learning to trust that, learning to be okay with that. Because most people, they just completely ignore it. And when they go talk, it's like what I was feeling when I got engaged to my first wife. I, I remember asking everybody that I worked with, especially all the women that I worked with. I got asked their opinions, what they thought. Because internally, it's like it did not feel right. It's like everything inside of me was screaming, don't fucking do it. But I listened to my friends, my girlfriends that I knew, people that I worked with, and I talked myself into it because I also had strong emotions about letting her go and moving on because she was really the first real girlfriend I'd ever had and the first woman that I'd ever dated at that point in my life that really loved me unconditionally no matter what. But as I've gotten older, what really taught me that whole experience was to learn to trust that gut feeling. And sometimes you might date somebody and you might be together six months or a year. At some point, your intuition starts talking to you and you start to realize, you know, especially when you think things like, oh, I don't see myself with this person long term. I mean, how many people are watching this, maybe you or somebody you know, have been in a relationship way longer and you stayed way longer than you should have. And it's like if you think back to when you first realized that it was fucked or it was foobard and you really should get out of it, but then you think of the consequences. Maybe you live together, maybe worse, you're married and you just, oh, it'll be okay. Things will get better. And that's the little lie that we tell ourselves. And as time goes by, eventually it's like a little bell ringing in the background. When you ignore it, it just gets louder and louder and louder. And that's like the little bell that went off inside me when I first opened the door and saw this girl. I mean, she was stunning. But just something inside of me, some intuition just said, eh, nah, it's it's not going to work out. And, you know, sure enough, I was like, no, come on, I'm just being judged. No, everything else feels good. But... You know, you don't know what you don't know, but it's just what's interesting looking back in that six months a year later when we end up going our separate ways was like I always – that was always in the back of my fucking mind was that first impression that like when I opened the door, just something vibrationally was off. I couldn't put my finger on it. It was always in the back of my mind. When I was younger, I would just kept, you know, going a thousand miles an hour and ignoring all that. But it's like so many people say, well, I don't see myself with this person long term. And yet, 
I mean, I'm guilty of it. I've done it many times in my life. We stick around. Oh, it'll get better. It'll be okay. It won't be so bad. I know this job really sucks and or my new boss is a real prick. But you know what? Maybe it'll get better. Maybe I can win him or her over to my side or you get passed over for a promotion and they're like, oh, well, next time around, it'll be your turn. And then the next time it comes around and somebody else gets a promotion. Like, and you keep telling yourself that lie that, yeah, things will be okay. It'll get better. Eventually, I'll get my shot. Instead of saying, you know what? You have to be your own agent, if you will. If, you don't, if you're not getting what you want and it doesn't feel right, line something else up. And then when you get a job, then you can, you can leave. Say, well, hey, you were supposed to be there. Like, well, yeah, that's what you told me the first time around. It's like when somebody screws you over or somebody doesn't come through, somebody doesn't do what they say they're going to do. Current events tend to form future trends, as Gerald Salente likes to say of the Trends Research Institute. One of my favorite quotes from Wayne Dyer, he says, When you trust in yourself, you're trusting in the same wisdom that created you. And learning to trust your intuition is something that's more of an art than a science. Like one of the things Steve Jobs said, you've you got to learn to trust your heart, your curiosity, and your intuition because they somehow already know what you want to become. And even if you don't know what you want to become, maybe you're one of those people that are trying to figure out your purpose in life, explore it. At least do the research. Explore what you're curious about and look to see who's making a career at what you're passionate about or what you're really curious about. What types of careers are there? Go explore it. Go shadow somebody for a day at their job if you think you might want to go to school for it or go back to school or change careers or potentially go apply for a job. Just sit down and find out what the day-to-day tasks are like, especially if you're thinking about going out and going into a bunch of debt to get a career. Because if you can't see yourself working day in and day out in the job, don't look at it and say, well, all the money I'm going to make. Because the bottom line is if you're not really compelled emotionally to do anything in life, you're just not going to stick with it long term. Think about friends. Think about the friends that you really enjoy hanging out with and those other people that are acquaintances, they're nice from time to time to hang out with. It's, so why, why don't you hang out with those people that don't really do it for you? And why is it that you hang out with your best friend more than everybody else? It's easier. It's more effortless. It feels more natural. And the more we learn to trust that, the more that shows up in our lives. Because whatever we focus on in life, wherever intention goes, energy always flows. So let's go, with that in mind, let's go through her email. She says, hi, Corey. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I've learned so much from you this past year from watching your video coaching newsletters and I feel grateful to have found your work. Well, thank you. I never thought about reading your book. After a year, come on, man. Or come on, honey. I never thought about reading your book because I thought it was just for guys. But it actually was written. I wrote it for guys because guys need the most help. But at the end of the day, I have a lot of women clients and both men and women can benefit, especially if you're a woman and you learn the stuff inside and out. I'm sure every woman that's watching this knows guys in their lives, maybe even somebody that's a friend or a family member, when you see them doing or saying certain things, you just go, oh. This way, if you have an understanding of how men and women operate and where they come from, you can gently nudge them in the right direction as opposed to giving them some advice to protect their feelings and hoping they figure it out. You can actually give them something that's useful that will help them. 
Because I know when I was younger, when I used to get advice from women that I knew, it's all almost all of it, 99.99% of it was garbage. It was useless. It was the wrong thing because it was never really honest. It, it was always meant and designed to protect my feelings. And it's much better to tell people the way things are and be brutally honest as opposed to blowing sunshine up somebody's ass. But I'm going to give it a shot in the next few days. I'm a 54-year-old single heterosexual woman and I've worked out since high school and I've amped up my workouts in the last year and I'm training to compete in the figure misc figure competition. I consistently eat clean and I don't drink at present. God, do I miss my cosmos. When I took an early retirement from school administration in August 2015, I continued with my other passion, which was fitness. That's awesome. Good for you. Most people never do that. Most people work a bullshit job or a career or a series of bullshit jobs their whole lives because they tell themselves that they have to be realistic. And since that's the story that they tell themselves, they make excuses. And like when you and I'm sure everybody watching this knows somebody that's not living up to their full potential and they're always bitching about their job and yet they don't do anything about it. And as soon as you suggest to do it, they've got a can response, well I gotta pay my bills. Oh, I'd have a I wouldn't be able to make as much money going somewhere else. Or I got this mortgage, or the wife would never go for it, or my husband would never go for it, or my boyfriend would never go for it, or my girlfriend would never go for it. It's like they have that excuse ready to go and ready to defend it. And you can tell it's in their body language and their physiology. They don't fucking believe it. That's what's interesting. When you really understand the stuff that I teach, like if you watch the video Body Language That Attracts Women, learn that what's in the book and watch that video Body Language and then watch people on TV. Listen to pundits, especially like now election season. It's like 24-7. That's all you see. It doesn't matter which side of the aisle you happen to be on. Look at the body language. Listen to the tone of people's voice. And most of the time you're going to see people saying things. They're just fucking platitudes that they fucking memorize, rehearsed lines. And you can tell they don't, they don't believe anything that they're saying. It's like I was watching the, uh, the, one of my favorite documentaries, The Fog of War. I've seen it probably, I don't know, eight or ten times at this point. And when you look at President Johnson back when he was talking about the Vietnam War and defending it, you look at his body language, the tone of his voice. He didn't believe any of the bullshit that was coming out of his mouth. And when you listen to what his Secretary of Defense, McNamara, was saying behind closed doors, you can tell. It's like he really didn't. He didn't believe. That's why he said, I'm not going to seek the nomination of my party. He's just like, he didn't know what to do. He couldn't figure out a solution. He was caught between a rock and a hard place. But it's just interesting. I'm a personal trainer and a holistic nutritionist. I'm also passionate about studying the universe, divine guidance, and the laws of attraction. Anyway, all that information leads me to my question. I've been on several dates over the past two years and I ended up walking to my car asking myself if I should give the guy a second date because maybe they will wow me next time. Maybe there will be a spark next time. And that's the lie that we tell ourselves. And what's interesting, when you go and you talk to your friends and you tell them what happened, everybody that you know that is settled in their life, they're going to give you their story because that's what they've done. And if you just say, no, 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 because 
more than likely you're talking to people who went on a second or third date and then they talk themselves into it. So many women marry guys that they're not in love with. I wrote about one in my book that I met and she was telling me about her husband and the fact she didn't fall in love with this guy for two years and after they were married. I mean they dated for like three or four years. So literally it took her five years to fall in love with this poor bastard and he had no fucking idea. And it's so sad that people are like that. And so you talk to a woman like that who's made that kind of a decision or like it took her five years. And one of her girlfriends goes, I'm just not feeling anything. Oh, just give it time. It took me five years. And so every, we all want everybody to make – it's like people that are single. They, they want everybody else around them to be single and they justify their single life. And people that are married, they want everybody who's single to be married because it reinforces and justifies their choices. So always remember that. When you're going to get advice from anybody else about anything, look at their life, look at their experiences. Do they have the kind of career or business or life or lifestyle or relationships or friendships that you like and you'd want to emulate? And if the answer is no, if they don't have the standard that you aspire to and you're asking them for advice, they're going to give you their story, which is their justification for settling. Always got to keep that in mind because 99% of the people that you're going to encounter, that's the way they've chosen to live. I've gone out a second time with a few of the men and I end up saying no to the third date because there's nothing there that ignites me. I've always found that it's either there or it's not. And you, and when you look at guys, guys that are pickup artists or guys – I talk to guys like, oh, I want to sleep with 100 women. I was like, whatever, dude. If that's the experience you want to have, then great. But it's like what will cause a guy to go sleep with a hundred different women over the course of a year or two and not think anything of it? Do you think they felt anything about any of those women? Of course not. You can't walk just walk away and just go hit and run like that and not feel anything for the other person. I mean the only way you're going to be able to go through that is to not feel anything for him because if you did feel something for him, you'd want to stick around. It's this, you know, it's the same thing about like when I talk about friendships. Do you want to hang out with a best friend? Somebody that you really enjoy and you have similar goals, similar values, somebody you connected with the first time you met them versus some just picking some random person on the street and saying, "You know what? I'm going to become their best friend and I'm going to make them want to be my best friend." That's force. That's that's making too much of an effort. Things aren't going to flow in that type of thing. But how many of us do that in our intimate lives? It's like with most of us, our friendships, we choose to be friends with people that we really really like and we really get along with. But when it comes to our romantic life, we do like the exact opposite of it. We try to force ourselves to do what she's doing here. And if she's going and talking to her girlfriends who have settled and kept going out with a guy when there was nothing there and then eventually married them as a lot of women do that. Those women are going to try to get everybody to do what they've done because then they don't feel so bad about their shitty choices. She says, I don't mean looks either. I love to talk about weightlifting, eating clean, the law of attraction and I know you know that the universe is a holographic universe and the like just bouncing thoughts off each other. You know, I was like, yeah. When I think about all the people in my life that are into the things that I'm into, that spiritually into the things that I'm into, that understand that I can have a, a coherent conversation with them and they can totally get where I'm coming from and they can add value to conversation, 
It's very rare. Most people don't think this. Like when it, I mean, if you're sitting there watching this video, you're an oddball because most people are not going to do, invest the time to improve themselves, whether it's their career or their relationships they want to get better or they want to figure out what their purpose is or they want to take care of their body. Most people just are not open to it. And you're one of the rare people who is. You're the trendsetter in your social group or your, your peer group. You know, as Wayne Dyer says, used to say, I should say, it's never crowded along the extra mile. Most people have long since given up and settled. People take, the average person tends to take risks in their 20s when they're younger. And then it's like they, by the time they hit 30, it's, they're like phoning it in basically. I picture me talking with a guy about these things or some version of the like, then kissing passionately knowing that we have a connection about things that matter to us both. Well, the key is to resist the urge to settle. And it's like people that are into these kinds, like going to yoga retreats or a Tony Robbins seminar or anybody, anything that's like self-help related. Like that's why I enjoy going to network chiropractic retreats. What I like going to those when I do go to those is like I usually know a lot of people there because I've been going for about 12, 10, 12 years now at this point. And what is interesting about the people that are under network chiropractic care is they make eye contact with you. They look you in the eyes and it's like you literally, it's like soul to soul and they smile, they engage you in conversation and things just flow. They eat healthy, they tend to juice vegetables, they tend to eat organic foods, they tend to be in yoga or working out. They tend to be more peaceful, more relaxed kind of people and you just don't meet those kinds of people on the street every day. Most people are just focused on trying to earn a paycheck, earn a living and get through the week to get to the weekend so they can unplug. And if you ask them why why aren't they watching a video like mine or reading a book like mine, they'll go, I don't have the time. I'm just so busy. And that's the excuse. That's their story. That's what they tell themselves so they don't have to do anything about it. I used to feel badly about myself saying no to a second or third date. And subconsciously say things to myself like, Samantha, do you think you're all that? Absolutely. Because if you don't think you're awesome and spectacular, you will never let another human being think you're awesome and spectacular. You'll constantly be around people. When you don't think you're spectacular, you'll constantly justifying keeping people in your life who don't think you're spectacular. And that justifies your worldview. Remember, people will act consistently with how they view themselves to be, whether the view is accurate or not. So if you've got people in your life who don't celebrate you, who don't think you're awesome, who aren't trying to be awesome themselves, who don't always have a positive, uplifting word of encouragement for you, you should limit your time around them and spend your time with people who are like-minded, that share the same goals and values. Because people that share the same goals and values, they'll lift you up. And people that don't, they'll tear you down and bring you down to their level. Let me think about this. It's like when you're working at a certain job, you tend to hang out with the people that you work with. And if you're like me, I had many jobs that I worked over the course of my life before I became an entrepreneur. And like I always tended to hang out and socialize with people that I worked with. And then when I would change jobs, pretty much all those people, with the exception of a few that are still with me to this day, it's like they just all kind of fade away. They fade into the background and you start hanging out with the people at the new job and then you leave that job and then you stop – you don't hang out with those people as much and then it's like 
There's always new people coming into and out of your life. The idea is to try to get better because every area of your life where you focus yourself and apply yourself, whether it's career or your business or your purpose or taking care of yourself or having friends that share the same goals and interests or dating somebody that you really have fun with. Because I mean, let's face it, sex is a small part of a relationship. If you don't like hanging out with a person, it's like you look at the guys that just sleep with one woman after another. There's nothing wrong with that. It's like, I mean, I, I screwed a lot, around a lot when I was younger and I realized it's, it doesn't do anything for me. It's like glorified masturbation. I want somebody that I feel something for. I want something that stirs something inside of me. I want somebody in my life who I actually enjoy listening to. And most people don't do that. Samantha, do you, do you think you're all that, that you can't give the poor guy another shot? Again, that's like the urge to settle, especially if you've got people in your life chirping in your ear, trying to get you to settle like they did. You've got to watch that. My favorite quote lately is, I love the woman I am becoming because I fought to become her. That's a great quote. So my answer to this question is, yes, I'm all that. My question, Corey, is, well, it's kind of a comment and a question together. I, we, people have the right to make judgments about who we want to spend intimate time with even after only one date. Trust that intuition. If you're not feeling it, it's just not going to be there. If the guy knew what he was doing and there was chemistry, it would happen. Be okay with that. The worst thing you can do is get stuck in something that's mediocre. Because the longer it's like what you observe, you participate in. And the more you observe somebody who's mediocre or settling or the more you're around somebody that there's just nothing there, you the longer you do it, the more justification you will give yourself to continue sticking around in bullshit. I know you've had video newsletters about this and thought because I'm probably not your typical viewer or fan that you might come in from a different angle. I'm sure that whatever angle you hit it from, it will be fucking spectacular. Well, I do my best. Some videos do better than others. and It's like every day I get up and I do the best that I can. You take the good with the bad. I mean, you can look at the likes. Some videos get tons of likes and tons of views and others are just kind of average. It's the way it is. And it's like a long, many years ago, I stopped trying to, to guess what people wanted help with. That's why I started answering emails. Like answer the stuff that people are asking and that's what really made my business take off. Instead of me thinking, oh, I think the person needs this or they need that. It's like when I first started my business, what I thought people needed and what would help them compared to like what I focus on today, it's very interesting. It's like being an entrepreneur. Most of your ideas are not going to work. And you have to be good with, that, with accepting failure and accepting the fact that most things aren't going to work out. And if you're cool with that, you're a great entrepreneur. But if you're not, You'd be a great employee and that's okay. Either way, you can still make a lot of money working for other people. I got a buddy of mine that walked away from AOL with $40 million just for four or five years worth of work. Not a bad deal. And he started out making 35000 a year for them. He got stopped. I wrote an article about it called How to Go from Zero to $40 million in Under Five Years, I think it was. You can Google that. And he learned that formula from somebody else. No matter where this email ends up getting answered or on the cutting room floor, I want to thank you immensely again for changing my life and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for applying this because not only are you changing your life, 
but you're changing the life of everybody that you come across. Because like when you do something, you become a leader. What does the word lead mean? It means to go first. If you're watching this video, you're one of those people that it's like Richard Marcinko said, the founder of SEAL Team 6, he said, your boundary breakers are your point men. Something to think about. So if you'd like to get my help personally, go to my website, click the products tab, top your screen on any page of my website, and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.